1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. We are still in this series on faith and prayer. And if you have a Bible, let's start off in John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. One of the things we do is we like to go to the promises of God's word and rehearse, believe, confess the promise, but ignore any qualification for the promise. So, for example, right here, Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. And so the qualifier is that if we abide in him and if his words abide in us, and I think that right there is the reason why so many prayers go unanswered, because as a general rule, God's people don't have God's word in them, God's words in them. They have man's words in them. Uh, whatever message is playing in the car, I heard Kenneth Hagin say today that faith is trust in God's word. Fear is trust in man's word. Now just take that sentence, those two sentences, and think about the last 19 months. Faith is trust in God's word. Fear is trust in man's word. And so Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Of course, a favorite verse here at Faith Christian Center, and I want to make sure I get it right, so I'm going to turn to it. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. All this ties together because people don't know the will of God because they don't know the word of God or they don't know the will of God because they've not renewed their minds to the word of God. And it's not just a matter of reading it. We've got to meditate on the word we've got to make the word of God God's word a part of our lives and in all of these issues that we face whether it's health or healing or success or prosperity how about parenting how about marriage I mean how many people are really going by the word of God how many people have really submitted their lives to the word of God how many people are actually doers of the word of God because we like to go by man's words we like to go by our own ideas and opinions and success comes when we make God's word the Lord of our lives 
All Father God really wants for us to do in our faith walk with him is take him at his word. Take him at his word. My goodness, in the last 18 months, how many times have we been lied to? And thank God for the Freedom of Information Act because we know now, because different people have sued and gotten access to emails, that these people are lying on purpose. And they quote Plato, you know, the noble lie. And so, you know, we're all so stupid. They have to lie to us to lead us down the road because, you know, we're all so stupid. Well, I don't subscribe to Plato's uh, noble lie concept. I, I don't like being lied to people who are getting their living off my tax dollars. You know, that's, to me, that's no different than driving down the road at 60 and a policeman pulling you over and telling you you were doing 100. Uh, a lie's a lie. Amen? Amen? And so how much better off would we be if we just went by what God said? Amen? Amen? Take him at his word based only upon God's written and then his spoken words to you. When I say his spoken words to you, that is what you sense in your spirit, man, the Lord's saying to you, that lines up with the written word of God. And so, you know, if the Lord comes along and speaks to you to do something and it lines up with the written word of God, well, that's a rhema word of God for you. But if you think the Lord came along and told you to do something that does not line up with the Word of God, well, that's you, or you ate too much, or, you know, you're dreaming, amen? Or maybe you're seeing too much of your drug dealer. But uh, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, and sometimes I'm not sure myself, and that's after walking with God 60 years. Sometimes I'm not sure myself. And so in those situations, I'll tell the Lord, well, if that's you, I'll do it. But you bring that back to me. If that's you, you bring that back to me. And I do that a lot with money because I, I have a lot of bright ideas on money and I sure don't want to waste any money. And so, you know, sometimes a thought may come to me to give a certain amount to this minister or a certain amount to that ministry. And I'll say to the Lord, you know, I'll do anything you tell me to do, but I do want to make sure it's you. So if it's you, you bring that back to me. And a lot of times he does, and then sometimes he doesn't. When he doesn't, I just uh, forget about it. That was one of my bright ideas. It was not the Holy Spirit of God. But, you know, if, uh, once I was up washing my hands between services or after a service up at I-30 at our first building, and a man came in, contractor, and he probably made as much on one annual job as he made the rest of the year, and we knew that because he told us that, and he tithed on it, and he came in the bathroom, and I was washing my hands, and he said, the Holy Spirit of God told me that I didn't have to tithe on that this year, and I, I you know, I'm not going to correct anybody. If you think I'm going to police you, you're, you're mistaken, and you're going to get off the road without any corrective action on my part because I learned many, many years ago to leave people alone. I leave people alone. Tell your neighbor, you're not the faith police. I remember there was, let me stop in the middle of that story and go tell a different story. There was a man in the church and a, a rascal in the church had befriended this man and this man was at that point probably one of the bigger givers. And I didn't mean him any harm. I just was trying to help him. 
and it was at a uh, it was at a Cathedral Christian Academy event. I think it was an open house or something. But I gave him a copy of Mark Barclay's book on the spirit of familiarity, and he got offended and he left the church. And uh, but that guy I warned him about later stole fifty thousand dollars from him. Stole fifty thousand dollars from him. And so you know I was just trying to help somebody. But I learned a great lesson at that point in my life, and that is, you know, hey, if, if, if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, be led by the Holy Spirit. If you want to walk into the buzzsaw, well, you can just learn your lessons in the school of hard knocks. I'm going to stand by the side of the road, and I'm just going to observe what's going on. Amen. 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 Now, let's go back to the other story. So he told me that the Lord told him he didn't have to tithe on that this year. And I don't remember what I said. I might have said something like, whatever, dude. But uh, <laughs> then he, but here's the, here's the other thing. See, then, but he, I never said a word to him, but I guess the guilt got to him or remorse or whatever, and then he was gone. So we have to know when we're hearing from God. Right. And one thing we can confess is that we are the sheep of his pasture and we know his voice. Amen. Because Jesus taught us this. He said, my sheep know my voice. And so I'm not saying anybody here would confuse the voice of Satan with the voice of Jesus. I think sometimes we confuse our own voice. You know, our inner man, our own thought process, our own ideas with the Holy Spirit of God. But the point is that we need to discipline ourselves to take him at his word and act as though what God has said is so. Act as though what God has said is so. See, faith in God is taking God at his word. And faith in God is evidenced by taking action on his word. We left off last Wednesday on Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How about that? How about, see, here's a Romans 12, 2 example. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, I thoroughly enjoyed, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the three days Ken Hagen was here, but uh, there was a, a, a side thing for me. And uh, some of the folks that visited Faith Christian Center those three days were from a world that we left in 1983, and I have kind of halfway made it a mission in life to avoid those people. And so those three days, though, some of them came and visited. And I could not believe how negative. I mean, 1983, what is that? That's almost 40 years. You'd think in 38 years, somebody could have learned to be positive. But, uh, you know, they just, they just have a predilection for negativity. And it's shocking to me because you understand, I keep my circle small. If you want to be a success in life, if you want to be a success financially, if you want to be a success vocationally, you got to keep your circle small. Because, you know, you, you just can't be, listen, eagles don't hang out with crows. And so that's, that's kind of the issue. You know, I saw a bird in the sky today, and, and I, he was so high, it was so high, 
I, it's just my nature. I thought, I wonder what that is. And it, it couldn't have been a hawk or an eagle because it, was, it wasn't the right color. And I thought, I wonder what that is. See, I'm always thinking about how to go higher. Amen. I, I'm never thinking about how to root around in the mud with the pigs. Amen. I want to go higher. Amen. So how about this? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. See, a lot of God's people, and I'm not talking about, I'm not saying they're wicked or evil or bad people. I'm saying, how about renewing your mind to the word of God? Say it out loud. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall See, if you've got a shepherd that wants you to be in want, you've got a lousy shepherd. No count, no good shepherd. Anybody ever been on a ranch? Let me see your hand. You've been on a ranch or a farm. Let me see your hand. All right. Let me ask you this. If you've been on a ranch or a farm, do they or do they not? I'm talking about country folk. Do they or do they not take care of their animals? They do. Well, why would you have a shepherd that doesn't take care of you at least as well as country folk take care of their critters? In fact, <laughs> it's a felony in the state of Texas to not feed horses. And yet people think that that's the God they have that he doesn't care if their children have shoes, that he doesn't care if they have food in the pantry. What kind of God is that? See, tell your neighbor, renew your mind renew your to mind. the Word of God. The word of God. Tell God. the neighbor on the other side, renew your mind, renew your mind. to the word of, the word of God. Say it out loud again, the Lord is my shepherd. Is my shepherd. I, shall not want. I shall not want. But there's probably somebody here tonight offended right now because I'm teaching on this. Well, I never. Well, I do all the time. I walk, I walk in the blessing of the Lord. I walk in the abundance of the Lord. I, I mean, every moment of every day, and not only that, here, let's get real offensive. While I'm sleeping, the Lord is working on my behalf. Amen. 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 Say it again. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. Yeah, that means do without. But see, for a lot of even God's people, it's a badge of honor to do without. No, it's not a badge of honor. That's the curse. You're, you're celebrating the curse. You're, you're enjoying the curse. Why don't you just move to Australia and be done with it? You know, just, you know, be pushed around. I, I mean, they're just pushing people. That's man pushing man around. Well, a lot of God's people do that with the devil. Just let the devil, you know, push him around. No. No, I've been delivered from all of that. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. If, if the spirit leading you leads you to poison waters, well, you're following the wrong spirit. Amen. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So don't be telling me the Lord led you down to the strip club to witness. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Say it out loud five times. I shall fear no evil. 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 See, we got to renew our minds to this. Amen. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they come from me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou, that's why I love... <laughs> 
you know, we had this discussion those three days, Ken and Lynette Hager were here. I said, I like expressway right-hand hard exits. And she said, well, those are very expensive. And I, I, I put a clamp on my mouth and didn't say what I was thinking. You know what I was thinking? My God will pay for whatever I can believe him for. Amen. But even up at I-30, our first building, it was a, it was a right-hand corner hard exit. In other words, Faith Christian Center has never had to, you know, send out a mailer, exit so-and-so, go three blocks, turn right, do a U-turn, turn, turn left, go two and a half blocks, and there it is, <laughs> conveniently located. <laughs> so you know what, you know what that is? As my God preparing a table before me. I mean, think about it. Anybody going to Waxahachie, anybody coming up to Arlington or Fort Worth, they got to drive by the guy they left. <laughs> and not only that, there ain't no debt on it. Are you hearing me? Say it out loud. See, this stuff you got to renew your mind to. The Lord, say it out loud. The Lord my God, the Lord my God prepares before me prepares a, table a table in the presence, in the presence of my enemies. Of my enemies. Amen. Amen. Yeah, when Bud Sickler died, all of those people from that denomination, I think nearly all of them in the country of Kenya were there at the memorial service. Must have been 6,000 people in the building. And that building was brand new, brand spanking new. Largest church structure in all of East Africa. And, and who, who did the memorial service, do you think? I did. It was a table spread before me. In the pres- and they, were, they weren't my enemies, but you know, they were that negative bunch I left behind. Amen. And Bud Sickler was non-denominational, so he, he apparently got the money. And denominational people, you know, encouraged me to move on. They didn't get the money. Amen. Ain't, ain't no money for negative folks. Amen. Amen. And we find out, you know, we, we send checks out every Friday to ministries that emphasize the poor and emphasize evangelism. If we find out somebody on that list is, is teaching doubt and unbelief, guess what? That's it. Because we're not going to feed lack and not enough and poverty thinking with faith money. God didn't bless us to keep naysayers afloat. Amen. We want to give to a winning deal. How many of you want to give to a winning deal? Amen. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Shout out loud. My cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. Yeah, we have more than we need. Yeah. Amen. You know, I, I come to work yesterday and all this money gone out the door on the remodeling and the ball fields and the sidewalks and the signs for the sports fields. We're still in the black. Amen. Amen. Now, no crying going on here. Amen. Amen. My cup runneth over, and Father God, I give you the credit, the glory, and the honor for it. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
So you got to get your mind right that the Holy Spirit is there in your life right now to help you and to cooperate with you in your prayer life. But you can't just pray a bunch of negative stuff and expect the help of the Holy Spirit. You are to cooperate with him. The Holy Spirit can open the word of God to you and reveal your rights in Christ to you. You know, we were on our way over here and, you know, whatever car that was, Kenneth Hagin's on, of course, and, and I told so I said, there's an untold part to all these messages. I don't know that he ever told it, but it's, it's not, it's there. Because, you know, he's ta- telling a story uh, on the way over here saying faith for finances, and he's telling the story about, I mean, and you heard Ken Hagen Monday night tell the story. They didn't have anything. And that's, that's uh, the message, he's saying faith for finances. He's telling the story about the Lord dealing with him in prayer about how faith is the same in every realm. But here's the untold part of it. If you're not living the life, and if you're not praying, the Lord's not going to talk to you. Amen. I mean, how can the Lord talk to you if you're not praying? Amen. And if you're not living a, a, a sanctified life before him, why would the Lord talk to you? See, but I'm saying in all of those messages, that's an assumption in there that is never addressed. So this series is on faith and prayer. Well, part part of faith and prayer, hey, tell your neighbor, hey, guess what? what? You have to pray. pray. See, you can't say, well, pastor, pray, so I'm covered. No, 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 no. Now we're learning from the world that your umbrella will not work if I don't have my umbrella up. <laughs> but where did my analogy fail me in my mind? <laughs> well, when the reality is you got to have your own umbrella. Well, so my praying doesn't cover you. You got you got to have your own prayer life. And obviously, you need to have your own prayer life because your circumstances are not my circumstances, and what I'm praying about may not be what you're praying about. So the Holy Spirit, he's our helper. And then also, Jesus taught us that that he will bring to our remembrance the word. And that's what we need on every situation is the word. So take action because you have the greater one living in you. 1 John 4, 4, year of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The greater one is in you with all of his resurrection power and ability. So what we have to do is act upon it. So there's a, there's a, a, a kind of a truth here. I'm not saying this is the whole truth, but part of the truth is you don't really have to try and have faith. You just have to act like the word of God is so. Faith is taking God at his word. And faith is evidenced by taking action on the word of God. And so, you know, let's say we were hiking. And I told you I've been here before and we shouldn't go that way because that way is dangerous. Faith in what I'm saying would be to take me at my word, evidenced by don't go that way. But see, a lot of people, the warning's there, 
How about this? How about this? How about this is such an easy example. What fellowship hath light with darkness? How about this? Be ye not unequally yoked. And yet people right here at Faith Christian Center marry sinners. And I, I don't have anything against sinners. You know, I'm for them. We keep a, a stack of books at the house, God's Very Own Child, and you're welcome to them. We print them, I mean, we print, it, we print them in mass. And we print them in English and we print them in Spanish. So right by our front door, we got a stack in English, we got a stack in Spanish. And I need to, I need to get one to that electrician. You know, nobody gives anybody anything. Because we had three electricians at the house the other day, and I handed all three of them God's very own child. And one of them, one of them he, he was too bashful to come to me himself, so he sent one of the other workers to tell me, well, that, that version you gave him was in Spanish. And so I had somebody from the church run some English versions over, but they didn't get there before the electricians left. And, but that electrician didn't give that book back. In other words, even though it wasn't in a language he could read, he wasn't giving nothing back to somebody gave him. Which to told me, people are, people are just not giving stuff out. So when you give somebody something, you're probably not going to get your head bit off because nobody's given anybody anything. And so... They're there if you want them. But the point is that I'm going to see a guy, a businessman tomorrow, and I, I, I put one of those aside to hand him to be a blessing, Amen. to try and get the word out there. Amen. Amen. Amen? So the point is to take God at his word and act like the word of God is so. Faith is unnecessary now because he is in you and all these things belong to you. I think, we, I think we spend a lot of time trying to have faith and we don't really need faith in that particular situation. I really do. I wonder how many people are trying to have more faith. What is today? Is today the 22nd? I wonder, how many, I wonder how many Christians around the world are trying to have faith in God on September 22nd, 2021, and they're, they're not going to church. See, in other words, if you're not a doer of the Word of God, it's not going to work for you. I wonder how many Christians around the world on September 22, 2021, are trying to believe God for blessing or more money or a job or a better job and they're not obeying the, they're not obeying the word of God on money. Amen. See, in other words, the problem is not really that we need more faith. The problem is people haven't been taking action on the word of God. Amen. Because when you take action on the word of God, you're showing God that you're a believer. Amen. Hebrews 11 says Noah did this and Abraham did that and Moses did this over here. It's, it's the hall, it's the faith hall of fame, but all it is is a record of what they did. So how did God know that Moses had faith? How did God know that Abraham had faith? How did God know that Noah had faith? Well, by what they did. But you got people trying to have more faith. 
And we know from the Word of God, God's given every believer a measure of faith. See, you have to have faith for things that, you, that, that do not belong to you. And you have to have faith for things that you don't have. It took a lot of faith to buy this land, build this building, and, and do all of this. But I don't need faith for it now. I just drive up and enjoy it. Does that make sense? It took a lot of faith, I'm telling you. And a lot of, a lot of work and a lot of stress and, you know, and, and people that work for me. I mean, it, it just didn't. You see, people think that if you believe God, it's all going to fall, fall, fall on you like ripe cherries falling off a tree. No, it won't. You're still going to have to go to work. Amen. You're still going to have to do your part. Amen. It might take some time. Amen. Like my, my, my grandmother used to say, it might take some elbow grease. But, but it'll come. But now once you get there, well, you don't need faith for it. And what we have failed to ascertain is how much God has done for us that we already have. It's ours. I don't need to believe God for the defeat of Satan. I just need to act like Satan's defeated. Can you see that? In other words, if I already have it, if it already belongs to me, I don't have to believe God for it. What I have to do is take action on what the Word of God has said and assume that the Word of God is true. Now, this all sounds very reasonable, but how about Psalm 91? No harm shall come nigh thy tent. How many Christians have acted like that is so? No plague shall befall thee. I mean, this... this it all sounds very reasonable, but until we get to something that we're dealing with. See, I just have to act like it's so. Amen. Amen. The thing that is yours is yours, so now you just need to act on the Word of God without fear or questioning. Jesus said in John 12, 49, For I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it. So this is an amazing statement from Jesus, John 12, 49, for I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it. In verse 50, he said, I know that this command leads to eternal life, so whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. So Jesus declared that he came down out of heaven not to do his own will, but the will of him who had sent him. Jesus declared that the works that he did were actually his father's works. Jesus was in effect saying, for what I see the father doing, that also I do in like manner. I'm doing what I heard the father say do. I'm saying what I heard the father say say. So the miracles that Jesus performed were actually the father's miracles. The marvelous words that he spoke were actually the Father's words. Now you can see the power of the Father's words on the lips of Jesus. Jesus knew who he was. He knew he was the Son of God. He knew that God was his very own Father. Jesus knew that he had come out from the Father, and he knew that he was going back to the Father. Jesus knew his place in his work. He knew that he had come from the Father, and he knew that he was going back to the Father. And that, by and large, is our problem. We don't know that we have been sent by the Father. And we don't know that we are headed back to the, we are headed to the Father. Now, we're not headed back to the Father. It's not Plato's oversoul. You know, that's, that's Greek philosophy. We didn't come from up there, but we are going there. 
But when I say we were sent from the Father, we were. I mean, I didn't come from heaven, but I was sent by him. I'm on a mission. See, most people live their lives aimlessly. Paul said, I don't fight as one beating the air. He talked about running his race, finishing his race, finishing his course. Most people live their lives aimlessly. Most people live their lives in survival mode. You know, if they can just, you know, make it till Friday when they get paid again. We don't know our place and we don't know our work. Jesus never vacillated in his actions or his speech. There was always a positive element in his messages. There was always a quiet assurance in every word and every action. I mean, he's sleeping in the boat when there's a storm in the Sea of Galilee. He wasn't afraid. And you ministers out there who are saying that if he were here, he would take the clot shot, you will burn in hell because you're not a believer. Amen. Amen. There's no way Jesus of Nazareth would be so afraid. And if your Jesus would be that afraid, well, he's not the Jesus and he's not my Jesus. Now, now you may be here tonight and, and you can't walk at that level. We judge you not. We don't judge anybody. We're not the faith police. But don't be, don't be, don't be besmirching the Lord Jesus Christ because of your fear. Come on. He laid hands on lepers. There's not a person here tonight probably who's ever seen a leper except for Sue and I. I'm a faith guy, but I'm not laying hands on a leper because I've seen him. But Jesus did. So I don't think he would, I don't think he would be so scared of a 0.2% fatality infection rate as to take a, a, an experimental drug. Now, if you have, I'm not judging anything. But don't be, don't be besmirching the King of kings and the Lord of lords with your fear. That'd be like saying he, if he were here, he would sign up for Obamacare. That's like saying that if he were here, he would be enrolled in Social Security. The, a lot of these people in the ministry are not God believers, they're government believers, they're not, they're not word of God believers, they're Trump believers, or nobody's a Biden believer, but they're Obama believers. How can you believe in somebody who doesn't even know what day of the week it is? Jesus, see, he... Okay, now when I say these things, you, you think, well, that's Jesus. See, he knew who he was, and he knew what he was about, and our problem is we don't know who we are, and we don't know what we're about. That's it. That's it. Since the coronavirus fear fest and panic porn fest began, I've watched my own messages, and I've heard some crazy things come out of my mouth, but every word has come to pass. We still have not buried one person. Hallelujah. 
on this. And we're not going to. And we've held church as normal. And we've held school as normal to no ill effect. And if what they were saying were true, we'd all be dead. But we ain't. And when my family or my staff ask in private, I tell them this is the last act of the stage play called humanity. And I have a part to play, and I'm going to play my part. That's, what I, that's the way I see it. It's like, it's like we're in a theater in London and they got, you know, Hamlet or King Lear or whatever on the stage and they all play their part and this is it. This is the last act for humanity and I happen to be here at this point in time and I have been assigned a part and I'm going to play my part. Amen. Can you see that? Amen. So I, I have a part to play. So I'm going to do my part. But wait a minute. You have a part to play. One of the guys I gave a book to this week, you know, he'd gotten sick, doesn't, is not a Christian, not in church, doesn't, I don't know what he knows or what he doesn't know, but you know, he came through it fine. And so I give him that book, amen. Well, we can do what lost people can do. Amen. And, and I got news for you. Because I, I see a lot of new faces and I got some people looking at me doubtful. I've, I've got some news for you. People actually died before 2020. Now that may be brand new news to you. And then also people actually got sick before 2020. You know, the last thing that rolled through, big thing was when Obama was president was swine flu. And we had a young man in the church got that. And it was nasty. And, and you know, it took, him, it took him, I don't know, a week and a half to get through it. It was nasty. But, you know, we didn't stop. We didn't stop worshiping God. We didn't stop holding church. We, we just kept sailing right through it. If you have not figured it out, this, this is an agenda. They're running an agenda. And we have to be smart enough to say to ourselves, I'm a, see, once you believe man, you're toast. Up until now, maybe that was blind to us. But now... <laughs> I mean, Stevie Wonder could see this. Preach it, Pastor. I'm telling you, this is it. Tell your neighbor, this is the final act. This is, the final act. This is it. I mean, I don't know if you're, you're watching or reading or finding out, but would you have ever thought What's going on in Australia could ever have happened in a Western democracy. Tackling grannies, hosing them down with, I don't know if it's mace, I guess it's mace, to, to help them be healthy. <laughs> shooting, shooting protesters with rubber bullets. If you think that's acceptable, then you just go try that at the next BL, BLM protest. 
See how that goes over. And so now we see. I told the Hagans when I was a young man, I told Lynette when I was a young man, I would never have seen it. I said, you could have given me 1,000 opportunities to call it, and I would never have seen it, that they would usher in totalitarianism through a health crisis. And it's actually not a health crisis. It's a manufactured health crisis. I mean, we know it was created in a lab in Wuhan with our tax dollars. We know that because of the Freedom of Information Act and, and documents being uncovered. We know that. That's not a theory. That's not a conspiracy theory. That is known fact. It's a manufactured crisis. So now, the, this is going to give rise to the Antichrist. We already see what's happening. This is giving rise to the mark of the beast. This is giving rise to uh, the ability to keep you from buying or selling. This all, we, I mean, anybody can see it now. See, when I was a young man, when I was a young man, I was concerned that, that what if I lived to the end, that maybe I wouldn't have discernment, the discerning of spirits. Maybe I wouldn't have the ability spiritually to see the signs. Man, this is like living in Times Square. I'm telling you what, the neon, you know, flashing, you know, this is the end, this is the end, this is the end. Now, when I say that, it says both in the Old and New Testaments that a day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. So, you know, it could be, it could be the rapture could be tonight. The, the rapture could be in 10 years. But in, in comparison to the span of human history, this is it. Amen. This is it. Amen. Now, I'm not saying we, 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 we only have a day or a week or a month or a year. I don't know. The Lord has not given me his calendar, and guess what? He's not going to. But I, I, can, I can see, I can read. I see where all this is headed. And yet people disobey the word of God. You know, they go and marry a sinner. Uh, you know, they don't obey God on money. Uh, they forsake the assembling of themselves together. And the Bible specifically says in Hebrews, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. And as we see the day approaching, we should be in church more, not less. Amen. Because we need more word Amen. to counteract all the negative. And you can brag about Texas all you want to, but they closed churches for six weeks while the liquor stores were open. You can brag about Texas all you want, but they closed churches for six weeks while the abortion clinics were open. So we know what their priorities are. I mean, how can you have football games with 90,000 people, and yet there are states in the United States of America where churches are not open. It's not about a virus. It's an agenda. It's an agenda of totalitarianism. It's leading somewhere, and it's leading to one world government. It's probably going to be, you know, some scientist, you know. I'm not say, saying, you know, it'll be this Dr. Doom, but it'll probably be some, you know, famous whatever, some famous, you know, health expert. 
Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I, I always suspected it would be about debt. Wars have been fought over debt. I always thought it would have to do with an economic collapse. They, they didn't even need to do that. All they needed to do was scare everybody. 0.2% infection fatality rate. That's unbelievable. There's a greater chance of you drowning than dying of this. I'm not saying people won't get sick, but guess what? Did I say it? People got sick before the 2020. And it wasn't that many months ago, the average age of death was 78. Now it's climbed up to 87. <laughs> so I don't even have to worry about it for 22 doggone years. You know, but I'm supposed to, <laughs> you know, and, and, and follow instructions? No. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand with the Word of God. I'm going to believe the Word of God. I'm going to meditate on the Word of God. I'm going to get the Word of God into my heart. I'm going to get the Word of God into my mind. And, and if I get a sniffle, I'm going to speak to it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I'm going to tell Satan to get behind me. Amen. Amen. So Jesus had a part to play, and he played his part. But what about you and me? We have a part to play. Are we playing our part? And our part is not to hide and not submit and to not live in fear and to not hunker down and not act like we're afraid like the world. If we act like we're afraid like everybody else, how are we letting our light shine? If we act like we're afraid like everybody else, how are we a light on the hill to show the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Jesus continually confessed his sonship and his mission to the world. Can we have the same assurance today, the same positiveness that Jesus had? Yes. We are redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Let me do this and we'll quit. Colossians 1, 13 and 14, for he has rescued us. Everybody shout, past tense. Past tense. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into, everybody shout, past tense. Past tense. And brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins so here's what we don't see what we don't know what we don't recognize i am no more i'm not going to be in the kingdom of god the day after i cross over any more than i'm in the kingdom of god right now i'm not going to be a child of god the day after i cross over any more than i'm a child of god right now and actually the truth is i actually have greater power now because when i cross over i'm not going to need the name of jesus to be rebuking some devil or some virus or some evil trying to get into my home or my body or my family or my children or whatever so actually the truth is we're in a great place right now because we are the children of God we are in the family of God we are the sons and daughters of God and we have been given the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and we have been delivered past tense we have been delivered from the dominion of darkness and we have been brought over into the kingdom of light so stop walking in the darkness and begin to walk in the light hallelujah, hallelujah. shout it out loud I am what God says I am, and I can do, what God says I can do. 
So be a witness and let your light shine. And don't be afraid of a thing. When you come across people that are fearful, ask them if you can pray for them. Amen. 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 And act like Jesus would. He would. <laughs> you know, there's no gospel where there's some something going around Jesus and, uh, trying to witness to people, and you know they don't know what the world he's saying because he, he got something over his face. <laughs> act like he would. Be bold. Amen. Say, I'm bold. I'm, bold. I'm, strong. I'm strong. I'm full of the Word of God. I'm a new creation in Christ. I have power with God. Amen. See, now that last phrase, that, that, that's kind of, we, we choke on that a little bit. Well, you know, Pastor, I mean, I'm a believer, but I don't know about that power with God. No, I have power with God. You have to say, you have to say what God's Word says. You have to agree with what God's Word says in order to walk in it. In order to walk in it. Say it again, I have power with God. See, now, maybe you've never experienced that. Maybe you've never walked in that. But that does not negate the fact that Jesus has made you a new creation in Christ. He has made you a son and a daughter of God. And you do, you do, you do have power with God. So go out here and use it. Don't hide it. Don't hide your light under a bushel. Don't be afraid like everybody else. Be bold, be strong, and do something for the Lord. Because the end is nigh. Amen. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.